Um, I started to look at everything in my life and, you know, weigh its value, right? We talked about, you know, what that word means last week. And there was a lot to get thrown to the wayside, I found out. It really, they they tell you when you're starting in business, get lean and mean. I got lean and mean. Mm-hmm. But it was because I was able to lay a foundational structure and start building upon it. So, but, you know, starting with, I figured out the why, which I started immediately to see differences in production, differences in the training I was doing with our new agents, everything like that. It, right. it just gave it a whole new light. But I think it's safe to say uh, his book, his words, his structure that he's presented to the world has taken both of us from bad spots in our life, given us a structure we can get our hands on and our brain wrapped around and moved us to better spots. Almost definitely. In the world. And I think that's why both of us are huge advocates of this structure that regardless if you're talking to your team or I'm talking to my clients, it's something that we use in our daily conversations. Oh, yeah. So that people can share in that structure that got us to better places that it might do that. For right. themselves and start generating value in their life. Exactly. Hello and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I am your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm your other co-host, Zach Levy. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Welcome to episode two of the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell. And I'm your other co-host, Zach Levy. And we've got a very special topic for you today. Uh, In episode one, we talked about the words generate your value and what does that mean and sort of an introduction to Zach and I's uh, career and business history and so forth. And the next few episodes, we're going to start into what I like to term some foundational issues when it comes to um, living a life that generates value uh, for yourself as well as for the world. Um, And this topic came to me uh, at a very low point in my life. I was in a a marriage that was not being very successful, to put it politically correct, and decided I need to make a change in my life. Uh, and so I took an hour out of a work day. I just shut my office door and sat down 
to say, I need to build a life plan for myself. How am I going to get myself out of this, out of this situation and move forward with my life? And so I decided to uh, write it in the form of a business plan. And so what, what, is, what is the mission of the business? What is the purpose of the business? How, how, how is this business going to be run? Everything you put into the basics of a business plan. I was familiar with it. I was in business. I said, well, let me give this a shot. And after, after an hour, it just flowed. Uh, sat down for what my life plan is. And I began to use that life plan as the measuring stick. So if I'm making any big choices in my life, I always go back to it and say, okay, if I decide to do this, is it serving my life plan? Right? Is it, right. If, if it was a dartboard and the life plan was a dartboard, if I throw this dart, you know, this is a big choice in my life, is it going to hit somewhere on the dartboard? You know, to use an analogy. Uh, and it served me well. And one Christmas, my parents were asked me for some Christmas gift ideas. And so I decided to Google um, what were the top, sort of top 10, top 15 business books that were out there. I'm a big reader uh, and wanted to uh, see what some people's thoughts were on leadership and business. And up pops this book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. And I started reading it and the big light bulb went on and said, finally, there's a book out there that is actually putting words uh, about what my own intuition and what my own thoughts were about life and business and so forth. And I'm like, I can't wait to get my hands on this book. And I, I, uh, my parents ended up giving it to me for Christmas and I sat down with it and took like two days to get through it because I could just not put the book down. Uh, And it's been a big mainstay in my life ever since. So uh, I know you and I have had conversations about Simon Sinek, and he, you're a big fan of him Quite as well. Few. So, so how did you come across uh, Simon? So, admittedly, being the ADD guy I am, never a big reader. I, you know, early on in my step out of the normal corporate track, um, going into the entrepreneurial world, I wasn't a reader. You know, I'd pick up a book, read a chapter, and then forget about it. It just, it, nothing would ever hold my attention. But, um, as I shared, uh, on the first episode, I had a former career in fitness and, you know, that's still been a very, very foundational part of my routine every day is my wife and I work out. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this about us yep. and, um, you know, I loathe the word cardio, but you've got to do it. Right. And, I needed something that I knew, I knew I had to self-develop. That was a big thing. Um, You know, a a great mentor of mine always said, you know, business is really a self-development program, right? And I was having trouble reading and I also hated cardio. So I needed something to self-develop, also take my attention while I was doing cardio. So I was just, you know, basically using the YouTube search bar to entrepreneurial motivational videos or entrepreneurial yeah, so videos. You needed, a, you needed a distraction right, to take away exactly. from the, the boredom or the pain of having to do cardio, right? It, it was, well, it painful definitely boredom. Relate to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it was, at first it was Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk, right? Mm-hmm. But then this guy, Simon Sinek, pops up. And a video of 
start with why popped up. And, you know, I watched the video and the first time I was intrigued, it, it was that I didn't really absorb it, right? Because everything I was taught about business before was about the what and the how, right? right. Just the processes. Here's the system. Right. And just follow it, right? That I mean, that's where most businesses unfortunately get stuck, which I know we're going to really hit on. But I kept something about that video. I just said, I've got to watch that again. Next day, watched it again. I probably watched it 10 times and listened to what Simon said. And again, the stories he told about the um, comparisons of different companies and why their marketing strategies work and why they're... Some see this ultra success while some are successful, but they don't quite have that edge. Just hit me and the whole, you know, the pictures he used and it really put me in a mental state to figure out why are you doing this? You know, why did I make that jump? And so um, I was also in a life situation. This is well before I met Megan. Mm -hmm. um, I was in a relationship with somebody that was dealing with some substance abuse issues that was also having to do some self-discovery. I mean, I believe God purposes every season in our life for something. And that individual's self-development or self-discovery journey really pushed me further into self-discovery as well. And it actually gave me that opportunity combined with this newfound information from Simon Sinek, this newfound knowledge to formulate my why um, and really keep me on that purpose, which I didn't have the full why then. It actually took me, that was more self-discovery and starting to formulate my why, but then further along is when I met Megan, which added the really the real punch to that why. Yeah, but it, it finally gave you a structure or right, framework exactly. that you could get your head wrapped around and say, exactly. okay, um, this is how I should be thinking about life and so forth. Right. And let me start filling up some of the boxes of the structure right. for myself and start leading my life that way, right? Right. Yeah. And it, it gives you a benchmark, right? Like you said, the mm -hmm. dartboard. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to my clients. It's something that we use in our daily conversations Oh yeah. so that people can share in that structure that got us to better places that it might do that for right. themselves and start generating value in their life. Exactly. Right? So let's talk um, a little bit in details about what the structure is. Mm -hmm. uh, so in Simon's book, he calls it the golden circle. He mm -hmm. uses sort of a, a, a bullseye. Montif, if you will, for the structure. And at the center is the why. And the why is the your, your mission statement, your purpose statement. Why do you exist on this planet? Uh, um, if, you're, if you're a Christian and a believer, why did God create you? Does right. God have an agenda for your life? Does he have a purpose for your life? Uh, he's giving you certain skills and talents. Uh, have you discovered what those skills and talents are and are they part of your why? Right. Right. So, so. Uh, we all can't be the same thing. Otherwise, we'd be robots. And so right, I exactly. think there was some intention. At least this is the way I feel my belief is God has an intention for the world and he needs different people with different skills and talents 
to do it around the world right to achieve what he hopes for humanity right this creation that he's created and and that was a big thing i mean i've heard message on message of everybody's purpose is different but it should still start with why right it has to start has with why to. otherwise you're just um, a biological animal right right um but that was the big eye opener when I back when I actually saw the video of Simon drawing that golden circle, making the comparison of most most companies want to start with the the what in the center, right? Mm-hmm. They start with the opposite view because well here's our goal, but if that goal isn't hit, there's no motivation to keep striving for it without a why, right? Right, and this is actually a very very common conversation I have on, on my coaching calls is, you know, Zach, man, I'm struggling, you know, whether it be, you know, prospecting new clients, whether it be whatever my team's struggling with, you know, that our natural reaction, unfortunately, is to go, well, what am I doing wrong? Right. A lot of the time they may be following the steps, the training system perfectly, but there's not the conviction there. Right. And so they, they get frustrated and then it's always back to, look, I, I, right now I don't care what you're doing. And they go silent. Like they really start questioning. Yeah. Right? So if you have a team member sitting at the kitchen table with a, with a prospect, a prospective customer, and they know the process, they know the material, but they sound monotone in it right. because they're sort of just checking the boxes. It's hard for the client to get behind this because they can't see the passion. They can't see the why of the individual, they can't see the why of the company if you're just talking about it in a right. monotone. Right. Because you haven't bought into it yourself. Right. You haven't aligned yourself with the why of the organization. Um, and when you do that and you can get the storytelling going, and so um, we'll get into storytelling a little bit later, and so forth, then they're like, oh, this guy's very passionate about this. Let me try and understand this more. He's starting to inspire me. A little bit about why this company's in this in existence and its culture um, and its brand, right? And this is something I can get behind. Well, they in, in the conversation I have with them is one the company's why, right? That's mm-hmm. one thing, but their personal why as to why they took this venture. That's an even bigger one for them because that's their heart, right? right? Your why is your heart, right? So. Um, for those of you listening, if, if you are an entrepreneur and you're struggling with the system and you're not seeing the training you want, get back down to what is your heart? Why did you get into that business? Right? Absolutely. Because, you know, back to the golden circle, that dartboard structure, y'all, if you will picture this, you know, three rings of a circle, one each larger than the other at the center, that's got to be your why your bullseye has got to be your why, you know? Did you, did you go into business just to chase money or did you go into business to right or wrong? Did you go on a crusade? What is that? Right. Well, did it's, you do your, it? it's your foundation, right? Because right. you may, your how and what may change and flex a right. little bit as you go through your well, seasons of life. Well, for most businesses, it has to. Or it has to as the market yeah. changes, right? But the why should never change. No. The why should never change. And certainly in your personal life, it should never change. It may change. In business, your why may not be relevant anymore. Right. And you might need to change industries or businesses because the world has changed. But from a personal perspective, it should never change because right. you were created to have that why. Well, and something that was big for me upon discovery was that why can be multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, a big, big part of the personal why between Megan and I is building a legacy for our kids, right? But another part of our why, the area that we're building the legacy in is to right or wrong and to go help those who otherwise wouldn't be helped. Right. Right. So it's a multi-purpose thing. Um, and for a long time, I thought it had to be singular. Right. But that personal why it's almost taking, you know, I've heard it's put this way. That why needs to almost be your bigger fears on the contrary. Cause I've heard a conversation about a lot of people being, you know, stick people. They want to stick in the same spot unless they respond to pain mm-hmm. more than people run to pleasure. Most people don't run to pleasure, but they run from pain. Right. So for me personally, it's taking that why of leaving a legacy for my kids, right? Not having them start out broke like we had to, not having to get an entry level job and be a be an employee for somebody else, answer to somebody else. And taking that, and yes, that looks great. But for me personally, it's more of saying, looking myself in the mirror every day, knowing that why, and then saying, but what if I don't, right? I know it's come, you know, it's not the pump up, feel good message, but that may be how some people respond as well. Cause that's me personally. I have to think of if I don't do this, what does life look like? Yeah. But I think, yeah. I, I think at the core, it, knowing you as an individual at the core of your why is service. Mm-hmm. So if you had to put one word on it, it would be service. And then taking that, you then have multi- multiple facets right. around that, depending on what part of your life or role that you're taking, whether it's leadership and being the head of a team, whether it be in your relationship with Megan as your spouse in, in the family mm-hmm. and eventually children down the road, leaving that legacy right. and so forth that you've got. Basically different facets, but it all all centers around the core word of service. Right. Right. Service to yourself and service to humanity. Right. Right. So, which is the same for me. We're, well, we're called to serve. The best leaders yeah. are servant leaders. Right. Right. Is others focused. Um, we'll have a whole episode. Exactly. On I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it all just kind of flows out. But uh, you know, and then. Because I know a lot of people go, okay, well, then the how and the what, how do those fall in? Yeah, so let's just right. go on to the next one. It, yeah. It's probably enough on the, on the why topic. So how? How has to do with uh, values, culture, how you as an individual or an organization uh, is making decisions? Mm-hmm. Is it consensual-based? Is it authoritative uh, all those type things. So the how is how you go about living your why. And just like with the why, it's multifaceted, whether you're just going to put a list of uh, words to describe values. Um, it's the start of the generation of processes that you were right. talking about. This is how we're going to go about doing these functions in the business, uh, as well as how are we going to relate to the marketplace? Right. And start getting into the foundational elements um, of your brand. Right. uh, From that aspect. Um, If you want to talk strategy and tactics, the how is where strategy gets translated into the tactics. Right. Because you're answering the how. This is how we're going 
about to live out our why. It's basically so, the roadmap portion. So your your middle management, if you're in a corporation, your middle management or upper middle management, uh, which is where I sat, was number one job. Mm-hmm. How do I take the overall strategy of the Boeing company and start translating it, if you will, through that how filter to my team? Mm-hmm. Um from that aspect and part of that how to be very successful in that translation, you have to tell your team what is the why. Well, it has to be identifiable with them as well. They've got to buy into the why. The only way you're going to get team members engaged and bought in is for them to understand the why. Because at the end of the day, if they're following the how for a paycheck, that system's going to fail. I mean, well, it, at the end of the day, it's, or be mediocre, right? You may still make a little bit of a profit, well, but you're not going to be a supercharged, high-speed no. organization if you don't. It, it's gonna, you know, it's not going to be extraordinary. We'll say that, right? Right. Um, it's not gonna as as we have our podcast name. It's not going to generate the massive value that it could, right? Right. And He's going back to last episode, it's it's product service value. Right. It's also emotional value, which right. builds into the brand and your customer's experience with you as an organization. Well, at the end of the day, no matter what you do for people, right, mm-hmm. they're going to remember more how that made them feel than what it did. So um, really getting a culture. The why is also the culture, right, that it builds. The that's a driving force that pushes the how. It's almost a catalyst. Sure. Right? Is your whole purpose in your why just to make tons of money and you could care less about the experience and how you represent yourself to the marketplace or whatever? Or is it for a, high, a higher purpose, if you will, a why that's going to, just by the very nature of your why, you're going to contribute in a positive way to right. the world? Right. And then establishing the the value statement, the culture statements in the how, right? Yes. And then those lead to processes. Then those lead to tactics, like you said. And then you, from there, that why to the how processes builds systems. Systems and and processes and programs. You have systems upheld by a culture, not just words on a page. Right. And then those will have a concrete foundation. I mean, if we're talking about building a house, you're going to want to make sure that foundation isn't cracking it's not going anywhere right because you take a house if a building inspector sees an unlevel messed up or cracked foundation before the construction of the framework starts it's not getting built yeah and it it gets into one of my favorite discussions to have with people is the difference between the word leadership and the word management right is leadership is about the why leadership is about the why and the translation into the how management is about Moving from the how into the what and managing processes. Mm -hmm. You have a process in place and you hope that you've developed a good one that's going to make you successful tactically in the business, reduce your expenses, increase your revenues and those type of things. Um, But management is monitoring, watching those processes and making sure that you're managing the process to its successful execution as it was designed. Right. And that's management, and that's a very, very different thing than leadership. 
Leadership is about vision. Mm-hmm. Leadership is about, uh, the biggest thing about leadership is influence. How can I influence the marketplace and how can I influence my people and my team to buy into the why, to understand the why, engage with me as a leader and lead this organization from point A to point B. Right. That point B is a better place for the organization, a better place for the marketplace. And I, as a leader, are going to inspire you and influence you to go with me on that path to get to point B. And that's a big difference uh, between those two words, but it's a very important difference if you're going to get into um, owning your own business and have to lead those to come to work for you or in a corporation or whatever. That's a fundamental item you have to understand uh, is the difference between those two words. Right. And then ultimately, the very outside, which people always want to jump to, but the what? Mm -hmm. That's very simple. It's exactly as it sounds. Right. What do you want to do? What's your what activities are we going to do? Right. What goals are we trying to achieve and how are we going to get ourselves there? Right. From an execution standpoint. Right. And planning goes into the why and the how. And once you have a plan in place and a strategy, then you have to go execute on it. And that's all about the what. Right. You know, but as you've heard me say, culture eats strategy for lunch. Right. It's one of my favorite phrases. And it's because that that why and that how and the way you conduct yourself and make your decisions ultimately has a bigger um impact on how successful you're executing than the one. Mm -hmm. Well, in that, just back to this and then we'll move forward to our next point, but Mm -hmm. in Simon Sinek's um, Golden Circle video, right? I won't mention names of companies, but he meant he, two very large technology companies, Mm -hmm. right? And the more successful one, he talks about there's a culture, right? Like you said, you, you look at both companies' advertisements and you can see it clearly. Yes. One, the more successful company, it's about the fun that they're having. It's about the type of people that are involved in inclusion and um, just a culture and the product happens to be there, right? Then the still somewhat successful company, their advertisements, look at what our product does. Look how great it is. Look at... Look at this feature. Look at this feature. Look at this feature. Now, the more successful company's product might actually not be better. A lot of people would argue it's not, right? Right. But it's about a culture. It's how that advertisement made the customer feel. That if, you know, they can be part of that culture, a part of that why by buying into that company. Yeah. So um, we had this conversation several months ago about how, Companies that um, built their why and their purpose into their strategy over the long term, over a six to eight year period, made substantially more money mm-hmm. in the long run than those that didn't. You know, it's not an immediate effect. You don't just put it out there and flip a switch and, and the money just starts rolling in because you got to communicate. Uh, through your brand and your marketing and everything else, what your why is and get people on board um, about your company and so forth and that message to spread for a while and get them engaged with you mm-hmm. through your social media or other marketing efforts. 
before that money starts rolling in. So it's not an immediate effect. But if you want to be in business long term, it behooves you to understand what your why is and build that into your strategy uh, and purpose um, consciously and communicate that to the world and you stand a much better chance of making a lot more money down the road. Right. But, and the biggest thing, you know, I've had very extensive conversations around this while planning everything about, you know, I have conversations with clients the same that you do. Mm-hmm. Really, should a business be treated any different than an individual when it comes to why, how, what? So for the listening audience, if you come on this journey with us in in the Generate Your Value podcast and you take one thing, one thing out of uh, Zach and I's conversations to this podcast, my wish for you would be that you understand that concept, that there is no, with the exception of scale, there is no difference between a why, how, what of an individual and why, how, what of an organization. And if you're uh, the sole owner and employee like myself in my business, my why is the company why. Mm-hmm. And as the organization uh, grows, um, that distance, if you will, between the why, how, what of an individual and, and the personal brand Start separating out because your organization is getting bigger. And so instead of the, the business owner owning all of the why, how, what, you know, they're in the what, they're working in the business because it's a small organization and it's needed from a manpower perspective to execute uh, mm-hmm. in the business. As it grows, the business owner starts owning the why. Yep. And other people in organizations start owning the how and the what. You've, you've got to have a leadership team underneath you as the top dog in the company that truly understands the how and owns that culture and starts translating it for the people underneath them in the execution of the what. So you sort of get this, uh, Simon illustrates it as a cone mm-hmm. um, with the CEO on top owning the why, uh, leadership team and middle management owning the how and the people at the bottom that are interacting with the customers have the what, but they have to understand the why and the how to do the storytelling and the communication within the brand for the customer to understand the how and right. the why. And can't drive it home hard enough that for the leadership team in any organization to own the how, they have got to be bought into the why. That being said, mm-hmm. With a, with, a, with a growing business, if, if you're in a growing stage of your business, your why has to be big enough to fit others into, right? So you've got to have a vision, your why, your purpose big enough to fit the others into it so that they can buy in and be a part of it. At that point, they own the how, right? Yes. And because you've got to have a leadership team that just exudes the culture well, they model it. They right. model it in their own actions and behavior. Exactly. Right? Uh, one-on-one meetings with your team. How are you evaluating them and their performance? Right. One of the best things, uh, and I, I took this um, philosophy early in my leadership career, was 
to be more of a life coach for my employees than just a boss. To have conversations if they're willing to open up to me about what their why, how, what was in life. And to use that in our conversations about personal development. Mm-hmm. And I told them outright, I don't care what your why, how, what is, if it means that you have to leave this company and my team to grow yourself, to live out your why, how, what, let's make that happen. Mm-hmm. There's millions of other people in the world. I can fill your fill your seat with somebody else. But what's important to me is that you're living out your why, how, what. You know, you might be just a stop on that journey here with us and mm-hmm. love to have you here with us and be a contributor. But I had two or three people that eventually went and took jobs with other companies because we laid out that framework and how to get them, yeah. get them to that point. Well, and you touched on it a little bit, but when talking about developing the why, the how, the why, it all goes into, like you said, the personal brand, mm-hmm. right? And for a lot of people, you t- you start talking about that with them and they get a little uneasy. They get a little confused because the personal brand is something they're not identified with yet, right? It, well, I don't think they've bought in or understand the concept of what a brand truly is. Right. A brand is about... Uh, the experience and trust level that you have with a, an organization. Well, you can say the same thing about an individual. Right. If I'm around, if you're around me, what kind of experience do you have with our time together, conversations right. and activities? And what kind of trust level do you have that my words meet my actions? Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with an organization. So every single human being has a personal brand, whether they know it or not. Right. And well, and so many people, I mean, in the consumerist culture we live in, a lot of people hear brand and they just think a logo. Sure. Right. That's what immediately comes to a lot of people's minds. But why can a company produce two, like, let's take a shoe company, right? Why can an off brand company and a company like Adidas basically produce a a identical looking shoe, but because that Adidas has three stripes on it, charge 10 times more, right? It's not about the three stripes. It's not the value of the three stripes. It's the story and the why and the culture behind the three stripes that people are buying into. Right. That's what they can charge the premium for. The conversation you and I had this morning around your Napa Valley experience, mm-hmm. right? Your mm-hmm. um, that, that was an amazing story. I mean, something like wine, it's just fermented grapes, right? You know, why can you charge so much for it? I mean, you go into, like I said, a total wine, their featured wine of the month. They've got a whole biography on the story of that particular wine, not even just the company, but that certain year, that certain what happened. It's the story. Yeah, well, right. when you get into a business that's uh, commoditized, mm-hmm. and by commodity we mean that you have a lot of competition that's basically offering the same kind of service. I don't care whether you're talking the airline business that I came out of. Mm-hmm. Core business is getting people and cargo from point A to point B. Right. Right. So the differentiation for an airline is the service level, the brand. And the experience. Right. You know, so if, if, 
If I got three choices of airlines and basically the ticket from Atlanta to Miami is within $20 of each other, I'm going to make a choice based off of have I flown that airline before? What kind of experience did I have? What kind of loyalty programs do they have? Right. And so forth in their brand to make my decision based off of that. Same thing with wine. But you walked into the store, you got hundreds of bottles of wine. So how does a wine differentiate itself? Mm-hmm. Differenti- differentiates itself from its story. Right. Well, and, you know, we're talking about the personal brand. Again, speaking in kind of circles here, but ironically in circles, golden circle. But um, the reason you, you know, speaking of airlines, each airline has a different culture and it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's blatant as it can be when you fly Delta compared to a Southwest, right? Well, that goes into the business model. Right. It goes in, it goes into the business model, but what, what shows more is the cultures. Oh, absolutely. Right? So, but the, you can definitely tell both of those companies have very defined whys that built their how and their what. Mm-hmm. And now they've developed a very specific brand that that is going to bring in the clientele that they want. Yeah, but at experience level, right? At experience, yeah. Do you uh, are you a type person or individual that uh, all I care about is I get from point A to point B? You know, I know I'm going to be sitting in a seat on an airplane and flying for an hour and a half, and that's all I care about. Just get me to point B safely, and I'm good. Right. Uh, and then there are others that not only want that, but while they're in that hour and a half, they want to be comfortable. They want an experience. They want mm-hmm. whatever. That's something more than just, you know, I, I don't I don't care if I'm uncomfortable. I'm in the middle seat. Just get me from point A to point B. There are airlines that service that right. type of customer with that type of culture mm-hmm. and experience. And then there are others that cater to more somebody that's, uh, I'm taking my time out of my day to go travel for an hour and a half to Miami, and I want it to be a pleasurable right. experience and be rested or, when I get off the airplane, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Do you want fun? Do you want buttoned up? I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's different cultures for everybody, well, and you can see that. Combination of uh, product service management, your business plan, mm-hmm. uh, the business model you're going to operate your company around, all those are important and go into the culture in the brand of the of the company. Oh yeah. So, I mean, we really thank everybody for joining us for today's episode. Andy, you have anything else before we go for them? No, just to say, um, if you're going to live a life and be conscious about the value that you're generating uh, in the world and the people around you and so forth, personal brand is extremely important in your personal brand. Uh, heavily depends on you being conscious about what your why, how, what is. And have you done the introspection and the self-healing or whatever work, internal work that you need to do to understand that structure, fill in the blanks about it, and then be actionable like you and I did right. out of bad spots in your life possibly to get yourself to a better place. Um, my hope and dream for humanity is that more people would Take that time, find some quiet time, grab yourself a cup of coffee and sit down with the words, why, how, what? And think about that for for themselves and start Amen. living a life that generates value in this world. That's the whole reason this podcast is here. Right. My business is here uh, is to spread that messaging to get people thinking about that cool. in their lives. Start generating value instead of just extracting. Right. 
So we hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. It's a very important one. It's something that Zach and I are extremely passionate about uh, in the way that we live out our lives and uh, try to influence people um, in our leadership roles, um, respectively through our careers and uh, into the future. We hope you found uh, some little nuggets out of our discussion today and that you'll uh, tune on, uh, in with us for, for episode three uh, and follow us on our journey. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online at Primerica.com slash Brian with a Y, Z Levy, the Facebook and LinkedIn platforms. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on the LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram platforms. Simply search for Generate Your Value. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.